0: Welcome to Momentum Mountain Today, number 17. In this episode, we'll cover the inventor and agricultural scientist, Diedrich Allhorn, Jr. Mr. Allhorn was the grandson of the inventor of the same name, Diedrich Allhorn, a mechanic who worked for the Duke of Oldenburg, who lived between 1764 and 1837. He married Hermine von Zucklamo, daughter of the notable German poet Vincent von Slocomago. After the Franco-Prussian War, Mr. Olhorn Jr. realized that food efficiency was one of the major problems within Germany due to the effects of the Franco-Prussian War. As such, he attempted to make many strides in improving agriculture for the German people through technical innovations in plant breeding. In 1885, he made a new method to peel rye which made it possible to reduce the indigestible amount of cellulose within rye while maintaining protein content, as well as increasing the shelf life of the grain by removing impurities and moisture. He bred a great many varieties of apple and fruit as well. In 1878, he bred the apple variety Zuclemagos rennet, named after his father-in-law. This variety was bred using Ananas rennet and preparator. A Agatapul, a possibly extinct variety of apple. The flavor is a mixture of strawberry, pear, and quince flavors. In 1880, he bred another apple, called Burlapish, by hybridizing Pineapple Rennet with Ripson Pippin. In 1886, he also began crossbreeding different types of fruit together, such as creating a cross between a Mirabelle plum and a House plum, the former being suited for eating, the latter being suited only for cooking with sugar, and wound up of a variety that could be cooked and be sweet without the need for extra sugar. During the exact same time, he bred various hybrids between peach, apricot, and cherry, and plum, that were used for rootstock purposes. He also bred the graven cartilage cherry, a red and white cherry, bred to be suited for longer storage. His last known creation was bred in 1906, his third and final apple tree, the cultivar Ernst Bosch. This was a crossbreed between Ananas Renette and the cultivar Minx Codlin. The great engineer and breeder eventually died of old age in 1915, at the ripe old age of 72, but left behind a legacy that lingers on within Germany, as well as various heritage orchards across Europe and parts of North America. Now on to our next segment where we'll cover the native fruiting plants found native in Ontario, Canada.
1: On to the ID segment. Our first plant is a Mina triloba. The way to identify this plant is simply put by its branch architecture. It has many branches coming from the base of the plant making it very forest-like and look like a huge forest in one plant, In aesthetic. You can also ID these plants by the fact that they have tiny little magnolia-like flowers. These flowers do not smell very nice, but they do produce really nice fruit that tastes similar to a melon and a sour sauce. It is, however, only hardly zone five. And, you have, and if you have colder climates than a zone five or a zone five with a lot of winter chills that go below typical zone five winter temperatures, probably not a good idea because it might winter kill. Nonetheless, if you live in a warm zone five or higher, and it should be A-O-K. The next plant is Corius Americana. This plant right here is a native species of hazelnut. Very good for eating. Some suggest that it tastes a little more buttery than the regular hazelnut. But I cannot confirm or deny this. Has good fall foliage as well, making it suitable as an ornamental. It is also really hardy, hardy down zone three, I believe. These have both male and female flowers on each branch, meaning that you have to have two plants to pollinate each other. But you only need two plants male and female. So both par- parents will still produce fruit. Next is Brigaria virginiana. This species is one of the two species used to breed the domesticated form of this strawberry we know and love. As you can see right here, the f- fruits are very similar to a regular strawberry. A lot smaller. These are actually very well suited to the southern parts of Canada, such as Ontario, as it's found naturally there, as well as parts of the United States as well. It's a good plan to have around as well. Really good flavor. Next is Rubus Ideas or the red raspberry. The red raspberry has a natural range of both Europe and North America, with both subspecies being cross together by settlers from Europe to breed new varieties. Although there are still some varieties that are pure blooded. American stock Rubus occidentalis This is known for being a black raspberry, as you can see right here. The bushes are less suckery and more prone to having a unique architecture where they're more flat, flat, similar to a blackberry. Black raspberry, as you can see right here, is black in coloration, although it starts out red. I would also highly recommend this fruit for your backyard if you live in a Canadian climate. Also, it's is zone five on the colder end and possibly zone four. Next canadensis, or the Canadian or American elderberry, found all across North America. I haven't actually tried this one, but it has been used to make ornamentals, and it can be used to make pies and jams, although the fruit is not edible raw. It acts as a bush more so than a regular tree or shrub. Next is the low bush blueberry, Vaccinium Augustifolium. This is a close relative of the high bush blueberry, and indeed, both have been crossbred together to make half high blueberries, which are far more cold hardy than most of our blueberries. They can suit for cooler climates. Vaccinium Augustifolium has unique flavor that's far more fruity, and wild berry-esque than the high-fleshed blueberry. Indeed, this flavor is sometimes passed on to its progeny through hybridization. It's not suited for cultivation, typically, because it only gets to be about two feet in height, making it a pain to pick when it comes to the fruit picking process. The last species on a hit list will be Dexcidium coribosum, or the highbush blueberry. It's native across Canada and United States. And indeed, all domesticated blueberries are of the species. Sometimes with minor traces of other species pedigree within their lineage. Cross-breeding efforts by different breeders. This is a base blueberry you'll find in most cultivation efforts. Both blueberry species, typically speaking, need acidic soil, so you gotta be choosy about where you plant them. That about covers everything. Thank you for watching.